All right, we are live for the morning check-in. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope everyone is doing well. Sorry for the uh, absence. Had to, you know, get some last-minute things together on my end here. But anyway, happy to be connected with you guys this Monday morning. As always, want to connect, share with you what's uh, happening in the mainstream news, what's trending, and uh, what is definitely worth keeping your eyes out on this morning, heading into the week. And so, as always, before I move forward, I want to welcome everybody to the stream. Uh, if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Hopefully, that allows more people to connect with us and uh, have a chance to, uh, you know, just share what they're keeping their eyes on this morning and how their day is going thus far. And uh, a lot of interesting developments, as always. Um, and so, I guess, outside of this week being the, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, important meeting, I got the Fed meetings, we had the PCE numbers coming out, as well as a couple other things. Uh, to give us the true state of the uh, economy, uh, I, I, what's what's really on my mind this morning happens to be the geopolitical uh, events that are um, starting to escalate. And uh, as of the last couple of hours, information coming out about what lies ahead uh, for the BRICS nations and their plans to continue to move forward and disrupting the current monetary world structure and what a coincidence that, or not, that NATO is also uh, beginning to talk about just the inclusion of Ukraine, which Putin already mentioned is a is a no-go. And so I want to share some thoughts with you on some things that's trending out there. And of course, get your two cents on some things. So it's always, man, it's going to be a good live stream. Looking forward to finding out what's going on in your world. And before I move forward, let me walk, uh, acknowledge a couple of people. We have Claudia checking in. We got Kirk T. We got Jane TJ. Appreciate you. We got Ed checking in, as well as a few others out there. Uh, definitely hit the thumbs up button. Show your love for the channel. Won't be long. Just want to get straight to the point, get to the news. But before we do that, regardless of what's happening all around us, it's never been more important to make sure you continue to tap into and to build up your spiritual bank account, i.e. by depositing some of that good word in you every single day. And also just uh, continue to be a blessing and just basically to be a blessing to other people. And the best way to do that, I think, is to make sure that you are charged yourself. And so I want to get into that good word this morning and get into some opportunities and then dive into the headlines. So let's not waste any more time. So here I got uh, my daily devotional. As I mentioned, I'm going to share that every day as I start these live streams here, just because it allows me to... Uh, add value directly to your spiritual bank accounts. And so just to give you some encouragement this morning, get your day started on the right foot. And this was a particularly good one for the February 26th time frame. This said here, assured success, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And this is out of Zechariah 4, 6. And real quickly here, it says, you are not alone in your fear that you will fall short. Everyone you meet worries about this as well. Others may hide it, but every person wrestles with the anxiety that they will somehow fail or be rejected or be deemed unworthy of possessing their heart's dearest desires. The difference in you is the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Others may rely on their abilities, charms, or strength, but you have a divine helper who ensures you are accepted, important, and competent for the task he gives you to do. And that's a reference to Philippians 2.13. It says, likewise, you know that everything in your life comes from the Father's hand. If God closes someone's heart to you or denies you access to a particular opportunity, 
is not because you fail, but because it's not his will. The denial is merely evidence of his protection and plan. So friend, count on God, not only to open the right doors for you, but also to enable you to succeed in all he gives you to do. He will certainly not fail you. And the closing prayer is, Lord, I know you will lead me in the right path. You are my ability, strength, wisdom, hope, and success. I praise your name. Amen. 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 And amen. All right, good people. Hopefully that message there resonated in your heart and uh, helps add to your spiritual bank account this morning. And before I move forward, as always, I want to make sure I continue to big up my people and partners over at fourpatriots.com. So let's jump into that if you don't mind, because you never know who's new, who may not be aware as to what's going on and the importance of making sure that they have some preparations in a variety of forms. And so as you guys see on the screen here, fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD is the page where you can get access to these emergency preparedness deals. And as you can see on the page here, it comes in a variety of ways. We have the solar generator. We have a, a, a solar fridge on the go. We have plant-based protein survival food kits. We have all types of items up on the top. And of course, we have their bundle, one-year survival food kit as well, with about 2,848 servings included. So if you guys are interested in finding out more about the opportunities available, Go to fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD. The link is in the description, and you can take advantage of those deals on that page there. And speaking of preparedness, I want to make sure I also encourage my people to get your weight up still. And so Golden State Mint uh, is an affiliate of mine. And so if you guys would like to, they have their deals page as well, where you can also grab items. So as you can see on the page here, there's an assortment of opportunities here, all the way down from one ounce to fractional. And so they have gold, they have gold, silver, and copper. And of course, right now prices are fairly, fairly good. I think it's about on average about two to three dollars over spot. And you can get your hands on some things here. And one particular coin that I follow that does carry uh, a, a, a extremely high resale value happens to be the Silver Shield by Chris Duane. And so his products tend to carry a good opportunity for people to profit off of this metals opportunities because of their uniqueness in nature. So if you guys are interested, rethinking the dollar forward slash GSM, you can find that link in the description as well. And then lastly here, uh, the crisis reports. I haven't mentioned these in a while, but for those who are looking to get some information outside the box, as well as be more on the contrarian side of things, uh, if you go to rethinkingthedollar.com forward slash CR, that link is also in the description, you can get an assortment of articles here put together by myself as well as Leo Gantz and the Wealth Research Group to offer you guys to give you some think about outside of the mainstream narrative. And so if you guys are interested, feel free. There's a variety of uh, reports down there from the real estate all the way to my favorite one, <laughs> gold and silver, of course, but uh, the retirement is a myth. And so it's a two or three page report, gives you something to think about, gives you something to really chew on. So if you're interested, feel free to go down there and grab a hold of that. Uh, links in the description. So. All right, my good people, just some uh, opportunities of what's happening from the RTD channel. And so let's get into some market activity real quick, and then we'll jump into the main headline story and some other things. I got maybe I got maybe 12, 13 tabs open, all things that I think are important and worth bringing to your attention. But before we do that, let's get into some market activity real quick. So as of right now, my good people, <laughs> as expected, <laughs> As soon as the market is open, the Crimex opens here in the Eastern Hemisphere, or I'm sorry, the Western Hemisphere, 
we get that market slammed down. <laughs> so as you guys can see on the screen here, looks looking at the market. Let me clear my screens up here. We have silver right now at twenty two fifty two, and it's down one point five percent. And then we have gold. And of course, I bet you gold is also down. Okay, twenty twenty six. So we're still coasting around that low two thousands for gold, and closer to that twenty uh, so or so range for silver. So once again, as the equity market illusion continues to sucker in that last minute uh, rally before it, I guess, pops, bursts. Metals, of course, is not uh, everybody's favorite because they don't earn any yield. But then again, does an insurance policy, which protects you from damage and calamity, actually earn yield in and of itself? No, it doesn't. It's just meant there to protect you. So a great way to preserve your purchasing power, in my opinion. You, you guys know where I'm at with that. Okay, let's right quick check into the crypto space. So this is an opportunity for those who speculate in a new financial class, uh, some opportunities out there for those who pay attention to them. And so over the last day or so, uh, let me actually just give you the, the week. Let me give you to be this way, market cap in the week. So over the last week, especially the primary two uh, projects here, as you guys can see, Ethereum has been getting a lot of headwind now over the idea of an Ethereum ETF possibly being uh, rolled out in May. So people are front running the opportunity to get into the space, anticipating that uh, there's going to be a lot of liquidity coming into the market for Ethereum. So people are jumping on that one. And of course, Bitcoin is always there because it's the new more Uno uh, in this new digital asset space. And as of right now, I'll just give you some activity uh, as far as what price is looking like. So as of now, Bitcoin is 52, 2,086 <laughs> and Ethereum is doing a lot better percentage wise. It's at 3,123. And if I can, let me move my page over here so I can see. Uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, you guys check that out if you guys are interested. And then of course you got go on down a list according to what tickles your fancy, because there's more than enough to select from. And so, as I mentioned before, I speculate in the space. So I have, you know, a nice little portfolio of varieties projects here that I've been keeping my eye on for quite some time now. Good way to diversify. And let's get into some of the market activity. So real quick, uh, the Dow is up. Looks like uh, 0.16%. We have the NASDAQ is up 0.23%. And S&P is up 0.05%. And so as we can see, let me go back here and give you some activity. So as of right now, looks what uh, Google's down. Google's not doing right good right now. I wonder what's going on there. I think I want to say this week also is the a lot of the technology companies earnings uh, this week. So I'm assuming their markets are probably kind of front running not some not so good news uh from google i got i wonder if it has anything to do with their rollout of gemini and its wokeness and how that uh, might not benefit them as of now meta's off to a bad start but as of right now let me see what is doing well out here what is doing home let's take a world view and see what's happening around the world real quick look at the equities markets and so let me see here let's make a mix a fair mixture here around the world Going around the world, fair mixture of everything. Looks like in the Cayman Islands, something is popping off. Uh, new holdings, LTD in the Cayman Islands is up 2.64%. So interesting. But uh, this is what we have in the markets thus far. So let's get into the primary news story of the day. Um, something that really should have everyone's attention is the BRICS developments and what they have, what they have in store for this upcoming year. And so the mainstream media on our side, especially in the U.S., they're going to talk about the presidential election because we have, you know, was a Super Tuesday or something coming up here. And so even in Michigan, you know, I was looking at some of the political stuff and just 
this year is a lot different than previous years because there's not much of a democratic side to even sort through because it's pretty cut clear and dry even reading reports you don't get no information about anything from the opposing party you know with reference to the whole republican democratic you know narrative that they give us and so it looks like biden is the only one that you know is out there right now and of course here nikki haley for whatever reason is deciding to stay in the race even though she doesn't stand a chance so like is it even a race but then again that's the whole political spiel they're giving us and it's as of right now i just, I just got a real bad feeling as to how this is going to evolve throughout the rest of the year because it's quite obvious uh, what the people are waking up to, that they're being bamboozled by this current administration. And even when you have a lot of people talking about they don't like Trump, but under Trump's administration, they had money in their pockets. You know, and this is a side note, but just yesterday talking to somebody, they were mentioning how, man, like, you know, I don't like Trump, man, but my 40K was looking, it was looking stronger. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, like, you know, of course he has no idea how, what, why, those digits and on a screen look so promising to him but uh little does he know that based upon this ai tech bubble that's underway you know once that phases out or bursts there goes your 401k as well until you know the bubble's reinflated or rebuilt or whatever but anyway a side note so point in case is um there's a lot of distractions in the mainstream media but the de-dollarization push still continues to move forward and reason i'm saying that is because of what is being discussed on in russia because they are now the uh the the, they're the i guess what you call them the the chair of for this year's uh upcoming events and it looks like they're moving forward with their plans and so that month once that's that that leads to more geopolitical chaos that will ensue in the days ahead but real quick let me get into some articles here and then we'll keep it moving so i came across this article here uh and it's nothing new in particular but just one of the graphs caught my attention it's labeled what is the group's what is the group and which countries have joined? So this is from earlier this month. And as I just thumb through, thumb down here, this is what caught my attention. Just looking at the GDP and trillions uh, in reference to the, the, the new countries that have been added. And so as we can see here, China, India, Russia, Brazil, and South Africa were already a part of this union. But we have the addition of Egypt, South Africa, Ethiopia, and Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Iran. And so these nations here, as it even mentions here, control with Iran, Saudi Arabia, UAE as members, BRICS countries produce 44% of the world's crude oil. So they're literally, they're rebranding and restructuring the oil cartel. And it says uh, the expanded group has a combined population of 3.5 billion or 45% of the world's inhabitants combined with members uh, economies are worth more than 28.5 trillion, about 28% of the global economy. So these nations in and of themselves, they're literally trying to break away from the status quo, i.e. the dollar, petrodollar, hegemony type system, and basically just keep things within house and do their own thing. And this has everything to do with what I'm going to talk about next. So this article here surfaced a couple hours ago out of Sputnik. And so it's a Russian news source. But then again, you won't see this on Fox, CNN, or MSNBC because they can't talk about stuff like this because this is... It goes against the mainstream narrative. They want us to focus on the doom and gloom side of things and to scare us to death. But then again, other nations are making plans to move on away from their system. And so here, I'll thumb through this because this is, to me, extremely important because wherever this type of activity goes, the world will follow because the perceived um, pathway to, I guess, monetary freedom and having choice so it says Russia ready to, to test payments in digital currencies. And that's the part that is not too, too appeasing to me, digital currencies, because every nation is forming their own digital currency. And 
it was all designed at some point to be interoperable, which is what this is looking like it's going to do here. But it says with China and the EAEU, Eastern Asian Economic Union. And so real quick, it says Russia will promote the topic of improving BRICS settlements and payments system and is ready to test payments in digital currencies with China and the EAEU and the Gulf countries. It says Russia Finance Minister Anton told Sputnik. Real quick, it says the agenda that we will promote within the framework of our chairmanship, chairmanship, that was the word I was looking for earlier, is the improvement of the financial settlement and payment system. And so the BRICS right now are working on improving the financial, the settlement, and the payment system, which goes beyond the SWIFT messaging system, which goes beyond the Federal Reserve-induced debt-based you know, monetary Ponzi scheme, which ultimately will impact severely the energy markets, which is currently priced in USD terms. And so it won't be a complete dismantle of the dollar system, petrodollar system, SWIFT system, but it'll be the addition of something that they can use as an alternative that they will eventually prefer. If the West doesn't get involved and distract and break this up, it says, which in its current conditions of fragmentation would be convenient and safe for trade participants within the BRICS. It says a system that will be outside of politics, independent of Western unfriendly infrastructure, <laughs> Western unfriendly infrastructure. We all know who he's talking about. It says Salonov noted that the financial technologies are actively developing and provide a wide range of tools, including for the formation of an innovative payment and settlement infrastructure. So the M bridge. So it says we propose creating a bridge, a BRICS bridge system, which based on BRICS institutions would be available to our countries. So just that right there, our countries, he's already categorized the BRICS union as a entity in and of itself with, you know, and so to me, I read that as saying that not only is it a formal union of countries that are all in agreement on how they're going to move forward, but they're talking about creating an entire ecosystem of, you know, unfortunately, probably between some type of governing structure, some type of monetary structure, some type of social economic culture, some type of consumer based culture, some type of agriculture, commodity structure. I mean, you name it, this all will be included in their system if this model here succeeds. And you better believe the West is not wanting to see any part of this develop because it's an automatic no brainer that every nation, including the global South and Africa will run to this uh, type of union here. So definitely this is in the long run, a threat to the dollar dominated central of a government that we have in the world. And it says here, let uh, me keep it says would be available to our countries and would ensure and ensure the proper level of equality and will contribute to the develop, uh, development of trade relations. He says, we are ready to start testing with countries that express such a desire, perhaps China, perhaps other neighbors in the EAU and the countries of the Persian Gulf. So they are ready to begin testing the BRICS bridge system. And so to me, this is a major nail in the dollar centric uh, monetary structure that the world has known for the last close to a hundred years. And so, what better way to divert this and to disrupt this type of news other than to take the world to war? And this piggybacks on into my next subject here, because as that's developing and within that region there, and I would assume the BRICS 
uninterrupted would definitely announce this year some type of BRICS payment system. But then again, what's going to happen? NATO. <laughs> NATO chief says Ukraine will join the BRICS. And the will, I'm sorry, no, we'll join the alliance. And so the only way that they would literally try to disrupt what's happening with the monetary structure is literally to cause all nations to succumb to their war efforts by having Ukraine, which is experiencing a lack of funding due to all the chaos happening here and everything else, but to go to take us to war, to take the world to war. And so this is a report one day, uh, it says on a day marking the anniversary of Russian Russian invasion of Ukraine, the Secretary General of the Northern Atlantic Treaty Organization dropped a diplomatic bombshell on his own. So somebody got in his ear and said, hey, put this out there to the atmosphere. He said, Ukraine will join NATO, Secretary General said, according to a transcript of his speech, it's not a question of if, but of when. And so the fact that this guy came out and said that, it won't go well for the rest of the world. And then Putin, uh, when he met with Macron, let me grab my, I got my order here. When Putin met with, with, with Macron, um, it was last year. Uh, they were over there trying to calm things down. Putin and Macron, the French uh, prime minister or president or whatever, prime minister, was over there basically beg begging you know Putin for energy and all stuff like that. But then again, they were talking about events like this because even in this video clip behind me, he was saying how uh, for the last six hours, Macron was in his ear about these type of events. But Putin, has already he already drew his red line. And he basically said Europe wouldn't have time to blink before they would feel the repercussions of their actions. So real quick here, Russian President Putin says if Ukraine joins NATO, it would lead to nuclear war. So what better way to stop the BRICS development and all their alternative systems that will give the world a choice outside of the dollar? Escalate the war real quick. It says if Ukraine joins NATO and attempts to bring Crimea back by military, it means the European countries will automatically be pulled into a war conflict with Russia. Of course, NATO and Russia potentials are incomparable. We understand it, but we also understand that Russia is one of the leading nuclear states and with some modern components, excuse me, it even outperforms many. There will be no winners. If Ukraine joins NATO, there will be no winners as to what will happen. And you will be pulled into the conflict against your will. You won't even have time to blink your eye when you ex execute Article 5. And this is what Putin was saying based upon the transcript, whatever. And this is what he was saying a year ago. And so the fact here we got NATO now talking about adding Ukraine. Why would you do that unless you wanted to cause more death, death and destruction? And so what is Article 5? You might ask. NATO's Article 5. The, the article has the cornerstone of a treaty signed in 1949 establishes solidarity among member states and has been invoked only once. It says Article 5 is a, as I mentioned, that it's a cornerstone of NATO, that an attack on one member of NATO is an attack on all its members. So the moment NATO comes to agreement and all the neighbor, all the participating members agree, they add Ukraine into that mix. If, if you hold Putin true to his words, i.e. Europe, because you better believe U.S. is going to be drawn into this as well. And as Putin declared, there will be no winners. And so that won't fare well for anybody. 
it won't matter what monetary system they're building or it won't matter what, you know, how much gold or silver you have. It, none of that will matter because the U.S. is a part of that treaty and then they're going to somehow get involved as well. So God forbid it gets to that point. But this is the type of stuff that's happening on a geopolitical front, all due to the shift in the monetary structure, in, in my opinion. So, yeah, just I, I think this is something we're bringing to your attention. Not an ideal way to start the week, but. You know, this is what's happening on the macro scale of things, which will definitely impact everybody's life if it goes that way. So we better make sure that Ukraine don't join NATO if we want to not test Putin at his word. OK, so that's just what's happening, man, in reference to the geopolitical side of things. I thought I would start off with that just because it gives us an idea as to what's happening, man. What's what's what stuff you, you won't hear about during this whole political charades that we're having here in the U.S. But, you know, if as BRICS development stuff continues. The globalists and the warmongers who want to stop that definitely will be pressing to have Ukraine added to NATO, NATO and then the rest is history. Okay, now let's get into some local things here that uh, might tickle your fancy as well. Um, here is something that is more of a continuation of what is already going on. It says Bank of Ireland. Let me get this going. Let me move myself up. Bank of Ireland. Stock sinks as provisions for commercial real estate rise. And so commercial real estate it is going to be the domino that brings down or shakes things up. And I actually saw, I don't know if I have it, but I saw a financial you know, pundit talking about, you know, after March 11th, when the BTFP is officially done, then all the regional banks that are holding underwater liabilities, as I'll call them, will have to mark those liabilities to market and then also probably end up using the discount window, which is another method to prop things up, which will not be beneficial for them because by participating in that, you don't get the perks and benefits that you receive from previous BTFP type uh, loans. And so it's going to be a problem, more of a hindrance on the regional banks. So we're witnessing consolidation of the small into the hand of the big banks on purpose. And so the commercial real estate industry, I'm, I'm looking at, I saw an article once again, just someone who specializes in focusing on major commercial real estate properties, you know, hundreds of thousand square foot buildings, literally 70, 80% off. And those are all packaged up as financial products that somebody invested into. <laughs> And so the, just the daisy chain of events is going to unfold will lead to banks globally who all participated in that ZERP atmosphere for the last 10 plus years being distressed. And who are the primary supporters and the, I guess, the, the casualties of these banks going under? It's the, the depositors. And so you're going to end up seeing more of a panic to, for people to you know, get their funds out, which is going to cause more issues. So it's a continuation of the same problems from day one, only growing fat or faster and bigger heading into March and, and beyond. So uh, the Bank of Ireland is just one of hundreds of other banks that are all in the same boat. They have more liabilities on their balance sheet than they got assets to support it. And so real quick here, it says Bank of Ireland became the latest to flag worries about commercial real estate as it announced higher provisions linked to the sector and saw its shares tumble today. Alongside annual results, Bank of Ireland is down 10.51%. It reported that its underlying net credit impairment charge climbed to $436 million in 2003, up from 187. So literally, you know, the additional credit that they set aside for these type of issues that they're having is costing them more. <laughs> 
And it says here, this charge reflected long loss experience in the in the period and additional management of, of adjustments to address potential risk. So they're having to shift some things around on the back end to make sure that they are able to support the losses they're taking. Bank of Ireland shares slumped 11% and are down 21% over the last 52 weeks. The commercial real estate sector has increasingly been in focus since NYBC, uh, which is, of course, New York Community Bank. And on a side note here, while driving, I noticed something on my side that is very alarming as well. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I'll probably have to find it. But one of NY, NYCB, uh, New York Community Bank, Bancorp, one of their subsidiaries, a bank that they purchased, because uh, banks purchase banks basically this to, to shore up their balance sheet in far, as far as assets, and they're willing to take on the losses of those smaller banks just because they're, they are, they pale in comparison to the assets that they're bringing on. And the asset is you, the depositor. And so um, Flagstar Bank, which is a bank here in Michigan and surrounding states, I think Indiana, Ohio, is owned by NYCB. And they literally just went through a, a rebranding. And so the rebranding, let me grab the article if I can. Let me see if I still have it. Uh, the rebranding led to a lot of banks in New York having to shift and rebrand themselves. Let me see if I have it. I don't have it. But let me grab it real quick because I think this it, it highlights what I'm talking about. Uh, let me see. Oh, well, here you go. So I'll grab it here. So this here. And, and so you're going to see more of this. You're going to see more of this type of activity. So mind you, Roslyn Savings Bank, you know, a lot of older bank, a lot of older, smaller banks literally going through a rebranding process because they're being swallowed up by bigger banks, as as I mentioned, because those bigger banks want the assets to count as a part of their overall liquidity pool so that it helps them shore up some of their issues. And also these smaller banks, their liabilities are not that much of a burden to these big banks. But this is in relation to NYCB. Side note, Roslyn Savings Bank name replaced after 149 years with the Flagstar brand. So as I mentioned, Flagstar is a subsidiary of New York Community Bank. And so they're going through management change and they're trying to ensure the depositors that everything is fine. With the, with the new branding, the new colors, the new pamphlets, the new apps. But real quick, it says New York Community Bank has dropped has dropped the 10 brand names on its branches, including Roslyn, Queens, and New York Community Bank in favor of a name of a Michigan-based lender that was purchased in December of 2022, Flagstar. It says the move months in the, in the making retires Queens Account Savings name, which, was, which dates back to 1859, and Roslyn Saving, which goes back to 1875. It says Flagstar signs were erected in YBC. So I'm seeing these new rebranding everywhere I look now in my area. That's why I brought this to my attention. Because NYCB, New York Community Bancorp, fell out of the news. But of course, they're not doing too well either. Their shares are still down. And um, they are buying up and taking on some of these smaller banks so they'll have the assets on, on their balance sheet. So... Um, anyway, but just just a side note that the banking sector in, is in general still not doing still not doing any any good. So we're going to see more losses pile up as the time moves forward. All right, so let's get into some other stories here, if I may. Let me let me get myself together here. Um, this is something that's interesting. I found this from uh, this is from Lisa. She's a financial you know co-host in Bloomberg, but she posts graphs and stuff like that. But the Bloomberg Commodity Index has fallen to the lowest level since 2001. So as you guys can see here, you know it's looking mighty low. And so 
in within that is all the commodities that is in that basket there, which is metals and agriculture, coke. I mean, all the things that, you know, all the real world items that, you know, we need, uh, whether it be directly or indirectly, that have been branded as commodities is in this basket here. And it's traded. It's traded. It's a tradable asset in the index funds. And as of now, because of the stock bubble, NVIDIA and all the other, you know, the Magnificent Seven, which is a stock market, because all the funds are literally leaving the commodity space because of the the fear of missing out on the uh, equities market. Cash is coming out of these index here and flowing into the stock market. And so literally what this is telling me when I saw this is that, you know, the commodity space right now is severely undervalued because easy money, smart money, dumb money is racing to get in on an NVIDIA AI push, which means these assets here is extremely, extremely undervalued. And when it reverses, there's going to be a lot of people who happen to take advantage of this current downtrend right here of this graph. And the reason I say it, 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 it will reverse is because if you go back to when it was last at, its, at an all-time low, what followed as all the stimulus and the, all those packages were released and inflation started to pick up, and so as we as inflation picked up, the commodity prices or the commodity index, that's where all the money flowed. And so the commodity index was at an extreme high when funds were flowing into this space in the form of safety as far as metals or whatnot. That's when that's when, uh, you know, silver shot up, gold shot up uh, as well. To, it got above 2000. And so this will be a reversal sometime soon. So just be aware of that. OK, keep it moving. Uh, what else I got on my radar here? Um, speaking of bubbles, this is another little excerpt that kind of highlights the extreme measures of what we're experiencing now in the tech sector. And this is something that people should be aware of. It says huge statement from Apollo this morning. So Apollo is another like think tank that does graphs and charts. And they basically put people on game as to what's happening uh, from a non-technical standpoint. And they basically said, the current AI bubble is bigger than the 1990s tech bubble. It says Apollo, because they put together a little PDF report, and it, you can find it beneath this. It says Apollo basically just said that the dot-com bubble was just a preview of what we are in right now. And so if the dot-com bubble led to a lot of people experiencing severe losses in their portfolios, as well as companies being, you know, closing down and layoffs and recessionary talk, all the stuff like that, we ain't seen nothing yet. It says they know that the forward P.E. ratio for the top 10 tech show stocks right now is 40 times, 40 times that. So literally, these companies are valued at 40 times of what they're actually worth or what their revenue is at this current moment. So as compared to 2000 at the peak of the dot com bubble, the forward P.E. ratio on the top 10 stocks was just 26 times earnings. And so it says this is also significantly higher than a 23 percent peak. 23 times peak seen in 1990 and a 26 in 1995. Meanwhile, the SP 500 as a whole is 22 times forward PE ratio while it's below, while, while it's below levels in 2010 and 2015. So this graph here just shows more of the, how the insanity of the bubble. And so here we got in a green, just the top, the top 10 itself is extreme, extreme, extreme bubble territory. Meaning that, you know, the, the, the potential, the markets, the market's pricing in what the future earnings of these companies will be in the future is a lot greater than what reality is telling us today. And so all that potential future purchasing power or buying in the future is being sucked into the market right now. 
i.e. with the numbers being so dang high and people not wanting to miss out, i.e. commodity index dropping because people are trying to race into that bubble. So just something uh, worth bringing to your attention. Okay, so a couple more articles here, and then I'll get to some Q&A, and we can uh, have, have a little fun. Let me wait and erase a couple of windows here. Anyway, for those who are plugged in, hit the thumbs up button, share your support for the channel because we ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, here we got um, Lord Jacob Rothschild, financier, dies at 87. So this is just a little bit of information as to the banker of bankers and the family of banking, the creators of the fractional reserve model slash lend the governments, enslave the governments, and therefore you own the people. His Was it his great, 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 great grandfather? Or was it Nathan? No, as the Emerald? Emerald Rothschild, if I'm not mistaken, says we don't care. He's quoted as saying we don't care who owns, who 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 governments are, as long as you own the money or something like that. Forgot off the top of my head, but you guys, you know, from people who know monetary literacy, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, he's a reporter has passed away, and of course, his empire goes long and deep. And they got that long, was it you know three three hundred year type type paper. They are the primary financiers and owners of the central banks around the world. So. Yeah, his grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will be set because they own the system. And then into another note here. Here's something happening in the great state of Michigan. Rashida Talib proposes bill to combat youth homelessness with a 1400 direct monthly payment for individuals under 30. So basically, if you're under 30 and you can prove that you have housing issues, then you qualify for a STEMI, the new STEMIs. This is a 36 month pilot that she's talking about unleashing and you better believe this is right in time for the immigration invasion because they're going to fall into this category because they're going to be labeled as under 30 for those who are under 30 they're going to be able to get bread at taxpayer expense real quick just some little information here <sighs> yeah it never ends it says under the proposed bill Emancipated minors and young adults under 30, old, 30 years old would, are, who are facing homelessness would receive 1400 per month or the equivalent of the adjusted fair market rent for a period of 36 months. The program also includes a comprehensive study to evaluate the effects of the cash assistance on housing stability, health outcomes, and other impacts. So basically, they're going to give 1400 and then test and see how it does as far as the affordability crisis we're already having and the fact that they need to somehow see if giving people currencies out of nowhere will lead to the continuation of rent going up and housing prices going up as if like they're not correlated like you know more currency out there circulating the greater the price of everything surrounding it but then again like that's a mystery to her and her people and so it just goes on. Like, here's some other woke stuff that it, it falls into the same category. It says the urgency of addressing youth homelessness is underscored by alarming statistics. Over 3.5 million young adults and approximately 700,000 young people experience some form of homelessness each year. Certain groups, such as people of color and LGBTQ plus youth, face a significantly higher risk of homelessness compared to their peers. Okay. I'm going to leave that right there. I'll let you, let you guys suck on that one. All right. Talked about that one. And I'll, I'll skip that one as well. That wasn't, it's not a, not a big deal there, but anyway, this is what's happening in the news. My good people. Um, this is what's happening this morning. And I think, you know, that Briggs development is definitely going to be a 
interesting one because they're going to try to divert that, stop that by any means necessary. They meaning the globalists, the whoremongers, those who love, you know, to profit off death, death and destruction. They're going to try to disrupt that and basically send our youth to some type of military conflict in the Middle East or Ukraine, you name it. So they're going to need some more boots, people, and they're going to have some way of getting those boots, which is i.e. our youth and everything in between. So this is what's happening in the news, man. Uh, let's take a minute. And so if anybody got questions, ideas, thoughts, anything worth, hap- you know, anything worth bringing to the forefront, uh, let me know in the chat. And while I'm at it real quick, I'll just refresh and see if there's anything uh, just trending right now that's worth bringing because stuff always pops off at the last minute. But uh, anyway, uh, this is what's happening. And let me know your guys' thoughts on these morning check-ins. Good way to get more information, more news to you in a short, concise manner. Share my two cents on it, give you something to chew on. But more importantly, we start on the spiritual side of things where we give everybody a chance to uh, get their daily devotional read on with Mike and uh, be blessed in the morning. So, uh, AA, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the love and support. Um, Going Rogue says, we pay up to 50% of our income in some sort of tax income sales tax license fee uh what we got here our fee registration property do the math uh going rogue man i was thinking about that this morning i was thinking about like to me all the taxes we pay just to i guess be in the land of opportunity land of freedom whatever we want to call it it, it, it's starting to feel like we ourselves are being sanctioned (laughs) like I, I saw a tweet earlier saying uh, it was 34, I think it was 32, 34 countries around the world are being sanctioned. So it would be quite obvious those 32, 34 countries that are being sanctioned would run to this new BRICS payment structure that I was talking about earlier. So for my people coming in, I start off by talking about, you know, this current system here, you know, and this is what the West don't want to see succeed. And so this test payment system here using digital currencies, and once again, yeah, I got another article here. I forgot, but there's more talks about digital central bank digital currencies here in our country as well. Let me grab that article because I forgot to mention that one. Uh, let me grab it real quick. Uh, yeah, so this is another article. Side note, I forgot to mention it. Forgive me, but uh, let me grab it and put it on the screen here. So here's another central bank digital currency is going to be a topic this upcoming presidential election just because they need to get the narrative out there and as of right now there's no legislation on the books i.e ucc code which is the foundation for our maritime as well as our you know economy so basically this is a a cruise and gop senators double down on anti-central bank anti-central bank digital currency legislation saying that uh, legislation says the federal reserve lacks authority to issue a cbdc to Americans without authorization from Congress. And so once again, at the midst, in the midst of a global restructure reset, I don't really think, you know, the CBDC federal reserve treasury collaboration, they're really concerned with, you know, congressional approval. Our Congress has already bought and paid for. So outside of him, you know, bring it to the forefront, present it as something that, you know, he's going to push up against. If we go through this monetary restructuring collapse or whatever it is brewing right now, Believe me, Cruz is going to change his tune real quick. True, Cruz is going to change his tune real quick and be like, we need to get funds into the Americans' hands. Okay, looks like the digital dollar might be the only and quickest way. So this guy, once again, uh, yeah, don't trust him. Even though he talks good, don't trust him. Uh, but my point is, 
back to the sanctions. Like literally we're being sanctioned directly with the increased cost of our ex mere existence because we're centered on, we're, we're centered on and forced to use our legal tender, which is the federal reserve note. And it's, you know, derivatives, i.e. digital representations and everything like that. So literally that is a sanction on us as well as all those who do rely upon dollars. So, you know, purchasing power is what this is all about. And so literally, you know, purchasing power preservation is a way to protect what you've already earned and accumulated in your life. And that's why I believe, you know, gold, silver follows to that category because it's insurance against a failing currency. And I was also thinking about another concept that I was trying to come up with, you know, uh, and it's purchasing power procurement. And that means basically being able to look for real world assets that offer value and that will be recipients of this increased inflationary environment that we're in. Or as I would like to say, uh, hyperflationary currency escape hatches. <laughs> A lot of big words, but basically things in the real world or things that are being positioned in the real world, i.e., you know, real world from the earth uh, resources, as well as this new digital space can serve as purchasing power procurement tools to be able to experience some benefit of this transfer of wealth. So I'm going to talk more about that in the days ahead, just because, you know, it boils down to how people individually, you know, according to whatever works best for you, how you are strategizing and position yourself in a, you know, not in a not so, you know, you know, complicated way, because I'll try, I'm going to try to make it, I'm going to try to make it make sense for everybody. So uh, that's my goal with that. And there's just some things that came to mind. But you know, my whole rant was based upon the fact that all these taxes, they basically are a sanction on us, the individual. Uh, more monkey, more monkey says, when we stop making money, it stops for the people at the top. That show must go on. Yeah, uh, and I would say when they stop, when the liquidity spigot is what I refer to that particular method as when the liquidity spigot is turned off, the economy contracts, we go into a deflationary spiral because debt, which is the lifeline of our system, starts to implode commercial real estate, non-performing loans, collateralized loan obligations, CLOs, which are another financial product that spun out, which was which was created after the great financial crisis. So all these financial products that we've been sold as investable grade assets start to have fluctuations because people pull currency from those instruments in order to sure up issues they're facing on other parts of their uh balance sheets and stuff like that so it is a deflationary process but then again everything we're experiencing now is intentional by the btfp being you know halted which is helping the smaller banks they're literally moving on to the next window of opportunity which will probably end up they probably gonna come out with the commercial real estate type of window of some kind which is completely uh against any type of policy the federal reserve has the the, the mandate to to construct but then again, all these other windows they've created weren't a part of their mandate either. So they're capable of doing anything they need to do to keep the system going if they want to. And that's why I think a lot of this is being done deliberately. So uh, we're going to go through some fluctuations. That's why I think, you know, Warren Buffett right now is sitting on a hundred and something plus billion dollars of cash because he's waiting for the last fire sale of his life. And some of you guys may not know what I'm talking about. But in the Telegram chat, I post some interesting, um, interesting thoughts on all types of stuff. So yeah, I got I got more stuff. I can rant forever, but I'm not. I'm about to end it because I got a couple of things I didn't even mention that I forgot to mention. But anyway, as you guys can see here, this is what's happening in the real world, and hope your day is off to a good start. 
uh, says, Micah, generosity won't be forgotten. Appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, my good people. Uh, that's 47 minutes longer than I was anticipating going. But as always, I had more than I wanted to say. Didn't get it all out, but forgive me. And uh, yeah, so these money, these morning check-ins is what I'm going to do. I might dial, back from, might dial back from the late nights just because these to me are more concise, more straight to the point, And I can get more accomplished as far as uh, getting information out to you guys. So hopefully you find it of value. If you do, definitely support the channel by any means necessary. Um, I would definitely love to support in a variety form by sharing this video, getting it out there taking excerpts out of it sharing it will definitely help and if you guys are so generous would like to feel free to donate to the, the channel as well link is in the description uh that definitely helps support things on the back end so other than that people be blessed be safe and i'll catch you guys on the flip side shalom <laughs>